0: You're listening to the Madhouse Podcast. Download it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you like, feel free to leave us a cheeky little review. But of course, please, just leave us a review. Oi, creepy voice guy, take it away.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the madhouse.
0: Welcome to the Madhouse, the number one podcast for horror reviews, bullshit and booze. My name is Joey and with me today, he was made in a lab to shank and stab, and to bleed and scream is his wet dream, it's Jimmy Faulkner! How you doing Jimmy? Hello. Yeah, alright. You? I'm good, thank you. Um, What are you drinking tonight? What am I drinking? Oh. yeah. What are we sponsored by, basically, and fueled by this evening? Oh, Western's Rosie's Pig Raspberry and Cucumber Cider. Wow. Is it good? Oh, it's, it's flat. It's fruity. It's... Makes you tootie. Makes you tootie. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's a tagline, isn't it? I'm just on the Strombo dark fruit cider again, but check the size of that can out. Yeah, Light it's a tall cans. can, isn't it? Tall cans in the air. Let me see them. Hey. Fuck you. <laughs> Bit harsh. <laughs> You've got a ten-liter box of Rosie's pee there. I'm jealous <laughs> of my pint can. Shut. Up. Right, scream. Did you like it? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. that was nice. I liked that. Oh, thanks. I give it a four out of five. Okay. Cheers. Uh, yeah. Directed by Wes. Where's crazy? Oh, we'll do that again. Directed <laughs> by Wes Craven. Uh, December 96, US release, May 1997, UK release. 97? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was 96 in the US. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Old-timey type of release pattern. Um, When did you say December? Yes. Yeah, near Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Shown in theatres for nearly eight months after its release. Obviously, had the working title scary movie. Titled yes, I did. I didn't know this before, before looking into it. Did oh, you know this? I did, yeah. Is that why scary movie, the horrible, terrible fucking spoof <laughs> thing, is called scary movie? I'm guessing. Obviously, yeah. it is. Yes, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I don't know where I'd heard it before or where it came from uh, into right. my life, but there you go. Yeah. Um, Before we go on to Frights and Delights, I wanna play a game. Okay. You ready for a Jimmy quiz? Yeah, yeah, go on then. (laughs) Jimmy quiz. Five questions. Okay. All of them I'm fairly certain are true. (laughs) Right, okay. Is this related to the film? It's related to Scream, yeah. Okay. Question number one. Where is the toupee? Oh, shit. Where's the toupee? Yep. Oh, Where's the fuck? wig? On someone's head. Who's wearing a syrup? Yeah, but who? Uh, who is wearing a syrup? It's not the Fonz, is it? Nope. Right, I fucking don't know then. Drew Barrymore is wearing a wig in that first scene. It's not her real hair. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And I know you like a toupee, so there you go. Question two. A smashing one. Where is Linda Blair? Oh, she's, um, oh, she's, um, oh, she's only in it for a split second, isn't she? Yep. Doesn't she come up to Courtney Cox at some point? Um, I uh, can't remember she her She goes up to Sydney and shouts, The people want to know, they have a right to know! She's the reporter. Yes, reporter. Okay. I'll have a half point for that. Oh, uh, well, well, will you? Okay. Yes. Uh, half out of two. Uh, question three. Where is Wes Craven? Fuck, I don't know. Is he in it? Yep, cameos. <sighs> Bollocks, don't know. Freddy Krueger dressed up as Freddy Krueger in the in the hallway as a janitor wearing Freddy. Oh, good lord! <laughs> right, okay. Question number four. This isn't going very well for you so far. Well, I didn't pay much attention while I was watching the film. I'm not a <laughs> massive fan. <laughs> Who was originally approached to play the lead? Now, that's just multiple choice. Was it A. Okay, Jennifer Aniston. B. Reese Witherspoon. C. Sarah Michelle Gellar, or D. Robert De Niro. Ah, uh, it's Reese Witherspoon. Yes, it was. I forgot in your score. I don't care. The question number five. One is and this a, half, a good thank film? You very much. Hey eh? Question number five. Is this a good film? I don't know about Wrong, <sighs> the answer is yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um well is it multiple choice? No, no, it's just one answer. Right. Yes, no, maybe. Can you repeat the question? Uh yes. You're not the boss of me now. Yeah? <laughs> Yeah, what a, re- um, what a reference it's, it's an... for a horror podcast. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> well, I did shocking in that. I, I got one and a half. Yeah, you did pretty shit. One, one, one and a half So, um, thanks. Should man. we just move on to uh, yes. the gist of it rundown thing? Yeah, let's give a gist a scream. I'll start. An anonymous phone call leads to two high school sweethearts being brutally murdered in a peaceful Californian town. Sydney Prescott, a young teenage girl whose mother was killed a year before, becomes the target of the masked killer. Her boyfriend, Billy Loomis, becomes the main suspect, along with Sydney's father, who suspiciously cannot be reached. Local news reporter Gail Weathers and Woodborough's hotshot deputy Dwight Dewey Riley investigate and try to figure out who the mysterious killer is. Beers, bongs, and more deaths occur as the masked killer tries to hunt down Sydney and her friends. Who will be the ghost face mask-wearing, cloaked fiend? Of course! Of course! It was Sydney's boyfriend all along. <laughs> and his reasoning, I hear you ask? His dad had an affair with her mum, causing his mum to do a legger. Perfect excuse for a good murder. He also dragged along his mate, Stu, for the yeah, ride. Yeah, of course he did. He was a bit thick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His mum and dad were so mad at it. So there you go. Scream. Yeah, if you'd not seen it, yeah, if you'd not seen it, the boyfriend did it. Yeah, but did she have a secret boyfriend? No, she, she didn't. No. facts no. the lights.
1: Yeah, boy.
0: Right, Bagsy, I'm first on the keg. This is Frights of Delight! <laughs> Are you doing a handstand kegger? Yeah, why Why not? Why not? <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't, just... yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Wes Craven, fresh from making the Haunting remake, turned down Scream as he was planning to step away from horror for a while. This was until a 10-year-old boy told him he was going soft and that he used to make more ballsier films back in the day. I am paraphrasing what the kid said there. I can't remember what he actually said. Uh, Back in the day what, at Last House... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just... Me and Wes <laughs> Just used to hang out actually. all the time Yeah, <laughs> uh, Back in the day the Last House on the Left, that's when he used to make ballsier films. He also heard that Drew Barrymore was on board, which didn't hurt, so Craven signed up. Yeah, fair play, yeah. The longest is uh, The Hills Have Eyes. What's that? I said one of his best was uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. I mean, personally, but, you know. And there's one with with a guy that shits out of his mouth. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I don't know. No, someone's going to have to tell me this. It's like the penis falling off zombie film. But he, like, throws up and it looks like shit coming out of his mouth. Like that. Admittedly, that looked like me sucking cock on camera, it but it was It did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I remember it it. Again. I Google it. It's a... Brainy, oh, sorry, brain, something. I don't know. Sorry, I went on tangent. No, that's right. It was, I-, I got to see you pretend to suck a dick, so it was worth it. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> the longest night in horror history, Jimmy. That's what the crew called the house party scene. It took 21 days and was shot from sundown to sun up. When it was finally finished, they made t-shirts that read, I survived scene 118 nice that seems a very long time for that bit how long is that scene in 45 minutes 45 minutes yeah so it's okay. a good chunk of the film and i'm guessing it takes a lot of uh continuity to get you know people dead all over the place where do they fall where the line where's the blood splatter that's a good point sure i mean the that. film's like what two hours and something two hours something long yeah two was three minutes long it's a long one it's a long one I like, I didn't, it didn't feel that long to me. Uh, But I, I really enjoyed this film, obviously. But I get nostalgia trip from it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I watched it on a Sunday and I I drank some beers and it was, it was all right. I think scary movie has ruined it for me. I've watched scary movie once. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like these spoof. What are they called? Are they called a spoof? Parodies. Parodies. Parodies, parodies, spoofs. I don't like them. And that scary movie, I think, ruined Scream for me. Yeah, I think the second scary movie was the House on Haunted Hill remake, Piss Take. Didn't see it. Hadn't uh, seen it. Not going to watch them. Ru- yeah, I know what you mean. It ruined. this di- uh, Scary movie didn't ruin Scream for me because I'd seen Scream so many times before I'd seen Scary Movie. And I couldn't tell you much about Scary Movie now. Except the was up bit. Is that a lot from an advert? But... Yeah, they're parodying the advert, Budweiser. What is that? Oh, is it just constant <sighs> fucking parody in that film, is it? The whole thing is parody, yeah. Oh, no, not a fan. i yeah, well. Uh, I've, I've got some more frights and Delights, shall I continue? Yeah, carry on, boy. Matthew Lillard got the part of Stu by being in the right place at the right time. He was actually taking his girlfriend to an audition and was approached in the hallway while waiting for her to audition for Stu. Apparently, he got straight into character and was ferocious. Was he actually an actor before yes, that? Yes. Uh, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I think he's been in stuff before that. He's been in a lot since. Has he? Because all I'm recalling is him being shaggy in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, he was in uh, Summer Catch with Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Never seen it, go on, it's Real really off bad. me another one of his blockbusters uh, he's, <laughs> uh, he's in a Netflix series called Good Girls at the moment He's not one of the girls And he's not very good Well he's good at, at I don't know why I have a soft spot for him, I like him He was in a lot around that time Didn't he? Yeah He, he marries someone famous as well like how Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gallet got together, and they're still together. I feel like Matthew Lillard did that. Anyway. Right, okay. Cotley Cox really, 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 really wanted to, play-le, play-le, <laughs> to play 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 to Gail Weathers. Right. She pushed for the role hard. It was offered to someone who turned it down, and even then, uh, other people were considered before her, but she wanted to play a bitch to do something different from the Gentile quiet... Monica she'd been playing for two years in Friends at the time. Right, so she wanted to just not play a twat anymore. She wanted to play a bitch. Yeah, but Monica wasn't a twat in the first few seasons of Friends. She she turned into that as it went along. She was very nice in the first three or four seasons. Okay, okay, okay. Uh okay, we'll let that one go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let that go. We'll let but that she go. kept I know what your I know where your I know which side your bread's buttered with the uh, Friends. So we'll, we'll leave that. <laughs> Monica was better than Rachel, is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Uh, anywho, she kept pushing for the part. She got it. Um, and Another fright. Drew Barrymore. No, a delight. Drew Barrymore was on set for five days. So, you know, get in there, make some popcorn. Badly. Take a phone call. Yeah. Play hide and seek. Hang around for a bit. Paycheck. Not bad. Was yeah? Wasn't she supposed to be? Didn't they actually want her to play Sydney, but she couldn't do it because for some other reason? I think she, she was supposed. She was doing something else. Yeah, she was signed so the project. Do, yeah, so she could only do that little bit. But he, I think, Wes wanted her in the film, didn't he? Yeah, she was uh, going to want. Uh, she wanted to be, and I think they wanted her to be Sydney. I think that her not getting casted was uh, not getting cast, sorry, for Sydney was amazing because all the posters and all the adverts and everything, even the, the trailers were mostly uh here's Drew Barrymore and horror film, here's Drew Barrymore and horror film, and then you have this A lister in the first ten minutes who's meant to be everyone assumes he's gonna be the lead, bang, dead. Anything can happen. There's nothing off yeah, limits. Yeah, because there's that film poster and she's the one stood at the front. She's only in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, she should be the final girl, but she's not. Yeah, it was just really good marketing. Making everyone think, here's your leading lady. By the way, 10 minutes in, she's dead. Yeah. And now anything can happen. And now instead of going with your classic uh, blonde teen, we've gone for the... uh, the uh what would you say? I don't know, how would you would you describe Sydney? Tough brunette. But uh okay, uh brunette, annoying, uh older than she is. Oh, how old was she? Dunno. Oh. You just guess <laughs> She's like forty five playing <laughs> seventy yeah, exactly. eight years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well I got one more before I let okay. you uh, let Rick whatever you've got. Saved up for us in the bank. Okay. Dewey... Was meant to die. The whole way through filming... Dewey was always intended as a character that would not make it. When he was stabbed in the film, laying on the floor... He's meant to be dead. There. When Gail falls on him in the party massacre... He's not breathing... Wes Craven had damps near the end of the shoot because Dewey had become a likeable character and the original script had a five page layout for a sequel at the end of it that was pretty good. So he shot a quick scene of Dewey being taken away by the ambulance, uh, sorry to the ambulance, clearly alive just to keep options open in the editing room and when test audiences reacted well to the character he decided the final cut would keep him alive ready for a later return. Nice, yeah, fair play, yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you change your Zoom name? I haven't, it's still the same, innit? Scream if you want me to go, If no, Scream if you want me to stop, dot, 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 or go faster. <laughs> <laughs> no confusing there, then. It's like the safe it. word being harder. <laughs> it can get very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's all i got. That's all I got. Uh, okay, I'm just going to do a little. Um... Oh no, I just I, I. will touch on a little bit. There's better podcasts that do it. Last podcast on the left do this. They've done a little series on this. But okay. yeah, the, the the screenplay or the the guy who's writing the screenplay was uh, inspired by, sort of inspired by Danny Rollins, the Gainesville Ripper. Yeah. Right. Should I tell you? One quick scene that he left, okay. So, when he murdered this this girl, I can't remember her name. <laughs> There's better podcasts, I told you, can't remember her name. Decapitated her, put her on a bed, put her arms next to her, like, or spread her legs horrible. Well, you know what, you know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, have we? <laughs> well, you know, you know how this goes. He yeah, like yeah. sl- slit her from like the breastplate, breastbone down down her belly pulled all the innards out pushed them over to the side right so she's lying there headless on her bed arms by her side legs open bits all over the thing but the worst bit that he did he then put the decapitated head up onto a shelf looking down at the body uh... right in like horror at the, oh my god this is my body put it on the shelf but then he also angled a mirror to the door so when the people came in when the police came through the door the mirror the first thing that they saw would be the decapitated head reflected in the mirror looking down Damn. At, at the thing that is some yeah. artistic grotesque just killing yeah that's pretty sick isn't it Gainesville yeah. ripper anyway i'm gonna go do a little light-hearted one now Oh, was that not the lighthearted one? Okay, yeah. No, no, that was just going to be a quick little okay. thing. I was going to say that at the start <laughs> of the uh, episode, but no, that's where you off with of Jimmy Quiz. Copycat thing. So, videotapes. That's how twenty-four-year-old Belgium Belgian lorry driver Thierry Jaradine managed to lure his teenage neighbour Alison Cambier into his home on the evening of November 9th, two thousand and one. The 15 year old arrived ready to exchange cassettes. That's videotapes. That's DVDs now. Is it? No, it's not. And anyway, you Blu-ray. explained what v- VHS was, weren't you, in a couple of episodes back? Was I? Sure, yeah, probably. Never mind. Anyway, a short time later, she was dead. According to accounts published by local media, Jaredine declared his love for. The teenager that evening, when she rejected his advances, he excused himself, went into his bathroom where he'd stored a kitchen knife and a Halloween mask. He returned and stabbed Cambier 30 times. He then lay her mutilated body on his bed, placed a rose in her lifeless hand and phoned his father and colleague to confess. I don't know why he's calling a colleague. Maybe he worked with his dad, so it was just one call for both. Good point. Uh, or he, he was a flower guy, and he phoned up and said, uh, there's going to be a rose missing from that bouquet that I've just done. Yeah. It's because I've just done a murder. Anyway, the mask Jaredine had worn during his crime was a replica of one that had haunted moviegoers just three years earlier. Bone white With hollow black eyes and a gaping mouth Ghost face From the classic 1996 slasher film Scream Oh really? Mm, Apparently Also uh, Where they got the mask from The actual original mask is called Peanut Eye Oh Called Peanut Eye Ghost Why Peanut Eye? Because his eyes look like peanuts Yeah okay yeah Peanut eye ghost. So it's not that uh, scary, is it? I could call it uh, gaping face. You could. That's quite gross. Anyway, Sheridan was ultimately sentenced to life in prison, told investigators his crime was premeditated and that he had been inspired by the movie, which is always a good reason to kill people. Now, this is where we're getting down to it. Because that's just a little taster. Yeah, you did say lighthearted. It was Light Hide. Now, this oh. is what I want to know. If you were going to do a, uh, a copycat murder yeah. of a film, who are you going to be picking? Who is going to be your thing? Oh. I don't think I've ever thought of this before. <sighs> I don't know. Um, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to edit out the silence. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to pre-warn you about the question, but then I thought, actually, no, you're quite good at thinking on the spot. Clearly not now. Apparently not this time. (laughs) Well, usually I would have probably picked the screen killer, but that just seems a bit obvious now. Well, yeah, it's been done. Um. Fuck, Jimmy. I literally can't think of any now. I've got two. All right, then. Well, i'm gonna tell you mine okay give you a little bit of time to think yeah that would be nice yeah so what i'm thinking i'm gonna keep it quite light-hearted in this first scene right so i'm gonna kill my victims i'm gonna dress them up as a frog and a pig right and i'm gonna leave footprints on the way out but one's gonna be one will be a foot and one will be like a a round circle that's gonna be my clue to lead them out Okay. so I'll dress my victims up as a frog and a pig. Yeah. And this is then I'm going to step up my game a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to start murdering people who are just wearing yellow max. Okay? And I'm going to be ripping off their arms. And I'm going to leave little pom-poms around the murder scene. I'm going to do a few of those. Just only people that are wearing yellow raincoats and I'm going to rip their arms off. Okay? Right? And I put a bit of thought into this. And then oh. the next one, now I'm going to amp it up another another notch, I think. My victims, I think they're going to be quite young people, college people, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple of like proper muscly men, and I'm just going to leave them in their pants. Blonde ones, definitely. Okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh wasn't this meant to be based on another serial killer? No, this is what, no, this is what, if you could copycat somebody and, like, be inspired by to do a murder by something, like, there's, there's, I've done three films there. You'll get it in a minute. Okay. Like, in my head, this worked out really well. Yeah, okay. God, you lost my train of thought now. Sorry. It was uh, the last people it, Blonde, die. muscly dudes in pants godless dudes in pants that i'll just leave about but i'll leave a very very obvious clue to where i'm gonna be okay and i'll be in my i'll be in my house but i'm, I'm gonna have like i'll have somebody who's there like bold with like long hair bold long hair when the police come around okay they try and knock on the door and he's gonna he'll come and open the door and then I, the police will come in and try and arrest me, and I'll be there in full stockings and suspenders. Sexy. Yeah, full on stockings, and suspenders, and they come in to arrest me, arrest uh, arrest me, and I'll be like, They'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, how'd you do it? So <laughs> you've met my faithful handyman. <laughs> Right, and it'll go down in history as the Tim Curry murders because I'll be playing a Tim Curry character oh God. throughout the whole murders. <laughs> wow. Okay, my well, anything I come up with is not going to be very good now. But <laughs> so the question was: any any serial killer from a film to copycat? Who would it be?
1: Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah.
0: Pro- Jigsaw. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, because uh, I get to I get to do some pretty good planning, which means I can incorporate you know ways to get away with it as well. If yeah. it's if it's something where I'm stalking people in the street and walking, like if it was Halloween, you, in real life you're just gonna get caught because you're a weirdo stalking. Yeah. So the street. you're not you're not getting caught because you're not there. Yeah, and it's pre-planned, set up in other people's houses. Yeah, and plus you you know. Yeah, you get to construct some games. There you go. Play a nice little game. Yeah. Monopoly, Twister, but deadly. Deadly Twister. Yeah. Like, uh, every dot on the Twister board is actually like uh, an electric hob. Cooker hob. Oh, that'd be good. No, but the blue ones are cold. Freezing cold. yeah. Yeah. Freezing ice cold. Yeah. Green ones are acid. Yeah. Red, are, red are burning hot. Yellow yeah. is we. <laughs> just for just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's take this to Hasbro. <laughs> We've got a game. <laughs> the Madhouse Podcast Twister. Yeah. Come smell our we. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it Twisted. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then we can have a line of board games after that. We'll think of some more. That'd that'd be pretty good. Absolutely. Like a a life size (laughs) mousetrap. Just obstacles. Yeah? Yeah, sounds good. Right. Awesome. I'm lost. Is it Master Master of the Macabre now? I believe it is, sir. Master. Welcome to the next section of the podcast, where we decide who was the master of the macabre and who was running up the stairs when I should have been running out the bloody front door. Jimmy, yes. how many options have you got this week? Fucking not many. Not many. Two. <laughs> if I got to, two, if I if I've got to go down with it, two. Oh dear. Uh, okay, I had Roger Jackson. The voice. Okay, the voice, yeah. Do you like scary movies? Yes. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Leave Campbell. Okay. But I think my favourite person in this film is Drew Barrymore. Absolutely, 100% goddess Drew Barrymore. And it's not just because Drew Barrymore, it's because she genuinely is really good <laughs> in yeah, that first she, few minutes. It's Drew Barrymore. It's incredible. It's... Uh, and it's not just because it's written to bash you in the face and go, check this motherfucking film out. She, uh, she nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course she does. It's true Barrymore. But I've crying on cue as well, I would add. Eh? That was genuine crying on cue. Okay, yeah. Well, she's an actress. She should be able to do that anyway, so... Yeah, but it was very good, crying on cue. Okay, yeah, I don't know who who am I to judge that. I was very sassy then. Shouldn't judge that. Can you cry on cue? Uh I reckon I could. Cry in a cue if it was long enough. Yeah, and if it's a cue for something you don't really want to do as well. Well, yeah, exactly. I want to give an honourable mention. Okay. Not to the toupee, ah. I didn't notice it. To Rose McGowan. Yep, played Tatum. Yep, she was right. She normally plays that sort of goth girl, do not she? Yep, died her hair blonde in this though. Yes, was she in Charmed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Uh, was she one of the main uh, first people to come out against Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think she so. Was. Maybe. Yeah, I can't remember that, but yeah, probably. But she died in a shit way in this. Yeah, because I don't think the way that she died. I don't think anyone could die that way. I agree, because because I quite liked the snappy necky idea, but I don't think a garage motor could pull you up like that. I don't think the Yeah, I don't think the garage motor can pull a human being hanging out of a dog flap. And if it got to the top, would it have enough power to snap a neck? Yeah, nah, I'm not buying that. But yeah, I thought she was alright in this. I thought she was good. She was very good. So, but is it Drew, it's Drew Barrymore, right? Yeah. It's obviously Drew Barrymore. It's got to be. We'll send her one, but I'll send Rose McGowan one as well. Okay. it's the little one. Yes. Medal, that is. trophy, Honourable mention medal. Honourable mention. Oh, well done, ladies. And they're both alive to receive the medal. That doesn't always happen. Right, well, they're going to be disappointed when they hear this. <laughs> Realise we haven't sent anything out. They <laughs> do listen. Yeah? As the many celebrities. Um, lovely. Amazing. <laughs> Roger Jackson's going, ah, oh, fucking these boys, I thought it was going to be me who's winning. <laughs> I'm going to cut you like a fish. <laughs> you like scary movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. What are we doing next, Jimmy? Oh, it's the Madhouse Rating System. The Madhouse Rating System. Right. Let's rate this thing. First up, we got tension and suspense. The opening scene, amazing. They had a whole campaign, like we said, with Drew Barrymore as the poster girl. She was a star. Doing a Wes Craven horror film. Then they killed her in the opening scene. A few minutes of screen time. And now we know that absolutely anything can happen. So that helps the tension suspense for the rest of the film. Ghostface himself never seemed like an invulnerable, unbeatable character. He was not supernatural. He was a human serial killer wannabe. That is more real than other things that were being done in the genre at the time. The chase scenes are good. The constant guessing whether they're going to fulfill the tropes they set up or if they're just going to take the piss and fuck them off. All the misdirection from the phone call made while Billy was in a cell to the slight nice touch of the sheriff wearing the exact same boots as Ghostface T- to uh, kind of chuck you around the place. Yeah, yeah. And I really like the final scene because the build-up are trying to figure out who is safe to trust who's going to kill Sydney? and then to have this revealed that there are two killers working together. kind of new. I thought it was pretty awesome. It had a backstory. There was a motive, uh, no matter what you think about it, but it was a human motive rather than a supernatural want to kill. Yeah. A a wrongly imprisoned dude being vindicated, but um, leaving that story open for a sequel, (laughs) we never really... Heard what happened to him. I've forgotten his name. Which one? There's a guy who's in prison for the murder of Sydney's mum. Oh, yes, of course it is. Yes. And Gail Weathers is like, you don't think it was him anymore, do you? Yes. That was it. Yeah, she put him away. Yeah, she put him away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually Billy and that other dude. Yeah, so that's kind of one of the things suggesting there be a a sequel, I think, because they didn't close that story. They yeah, just had yeah, the reveal yeah. at the end that it was Billy, and everyone was like, oh, shit. So, for tension and suspense... I preferred the first... I think it's like 10, 15 minutes yeah. with Drew Barrymore in it. Mm-hmm. You've got text there, have you? <laughs> yeah, That's what yeah, else yeah. to do, have you, boy? <laughs> the only time I get a text in the whole week <laughs> is now. Yeah, I preferred <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the 10, 15 minutes with Drew Barrymore at start. That was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I did quite like the whole, the guessing of uh, who is, who's who's going to be the killer. And then it turns out it's actually her boyfriend all along and her mate. If you keep stabbing me, you're going to kill me. Yeah, but they do the whole, <sighs> it's obviously the boyfriend. And then there's a phone call while he's in prison. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah you're like yeah. well it can't oh, be the yeah, boyfriend. And then, and then you think mm, yeah. maybe it is the boyfriend again. But then yeah. after they've just boned, he gets stabbed by the killer. So it can't be him. And then it, yeah. it's motherfucking two of them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And I don't yeah, think there've yeah, been yeah. two killers like that. Uh well there may have been. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say for hundred percent there's not been two killers in the film before, but you know what I mean. It was kind of new. Yeah, I think this film they, they say this film revived the horror genre. From the '80s, people were saying that horror was dead, and this film kind of brought it back into the mainstream. Were they talking about horror in general or just slashers? I I thought I, thought, I think it was I thought it was like horror in general. Oh. It might have been slashers. It might have been. The way, There's a couple the of Halloween I... references in this. Yeah. Um, I read it as it had revitalized the slasher because people weren't into that supernatural killer like the halloween type thing you know killer, yeah Charles killer Play. can't die yeah. so uh i think it it was it was the like bond being remade <laughs> with <laughs> what's his name daniel yeah. craig it was real it wasn't a uh unbeatable okay. spy it was real yeah but not okay. real. but yes yeah, so, but what would you give it for tension and suspense what would I give uh, for Titular suspense? I'd give it. would I'd probably give it one. I would give it one actually. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, next up is gore and visual effects. Did you hear how much blood they used? I didn't. Fifty gallons. Fifty gallons. What's that in pints? A lot. Oh, you do you gotta come correct. You should've worked that out. I can work it out and edit it in seamlessly. No, you carry on talking and I'll uh I'll I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh in the final scene in the film uh Billy mentions the corn syrup. Sorry, I'm gonna start again. In the film, uh in the final scene, Billy mentions corn syrup blood. And during the last parts of the film they actually used corn syrup with red dye in it when he mentions corn syrup with red dye in it uh he mentions in the film that's what they used to use in films yes uh the gore is good when there is gore there are guts hanging out of a couple of people a few times uh drew barrymore's death was so well acted by Mm -hmm. her it was chilling for the opening of a scene uh, for the opening of a film, sorry yeah, she's hang- then she's hanging from the tree, isn't it? The last bit of her death. She's hanging from the tree. Yeah, with her intestines hanging out. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, it's really all about the 40-minute bloodbath at the end. During the party, though, where most of the gore happens, uh, the garage door next snap with the supernatural garage. So some of it's supernatural. It's the garage that's supernatural in this one. Uh, slit throats, <laughs> causing bloody windscreens, lovely corn syrupy goodness. And uh, have you got a Google answer on the amount of blood? So what did you say? 50 gallons. Yes. So that is equivalent to tiny little bit over 400 pints. Wow. What's that in cubic meters? I'm joking. (laughs) I don't fucking know, but it's 400 (laughs) pints. Imagine 400 pints. That's insane. Yeah, it's quite a lot. How much does a I mean, human I... body have? Eight? Is it eight pints in a human body? Eight, eight points something eight pints. Fuck me. 400 pints. Imagine that all stacked up on a table. Yeah. Dark fruits. Corn syrup. In your dark fruit. Corn syrup. What were giving it for gore and visual effects? Uh, I don't know. You're going to have to take that one. Because I don't know. It was 1996. Stabby. Uh. I I think it did I think it deserves one for gore and visual effects because it has slit throats, guts, and gore and blood all yeah. over the place. A lot of stabbing in the tits as well. Yeah, that's where the heart is. Not in the tits, obviously. I'm not that stupid. Oh yeah, of course. Behind of the course tits. Is. <laughs> I just remember when we were watching it a couple of Sundays ago and that was going, Oh my gosh, she just got stabbed in the tits twice. Yeah, well, you want to stab a woman in the heart through the tits or the back, and it's probably a quicker route to go through the front. It's probably a good protection, though, isn't it, in the chest to be stabbing a tit? (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. know. I'm not a woman. So I wouldn't know what, you know, I know what they feel. I know how they feel. (laughs) I don't know what it feels like. (laughs) Can you describe it to me in detail one day? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah. I I think we're two out of two for now, anyway. Yeah, let's do two out of two. Two stab tits out of five. Right. Next up musical score, sound effects. We could do performance if you prefer. Okay, let's just do performance (laughs) instead, then. (laughs) Or we could do it the other way. I suppose it doesn't actually matter what order we do it in. What do you want to do? No, let's do performance. Let's do performance. Uh, I thought the performances were all right. I think Randy was a bit too goofy. I think the character may have aged badly. Is in a stereotype of that type of character, with yeah. a rah, rah, tongue out type thing. Woo, woo, America! Yeah. That type of. Oh yeah, fucking Jamie Kennedy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So he was doing the goofy like blah, 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 things with his tongue all the time, wasn't he? It was. It was. It looks a bit weird. Maybe uh, that's what. I think that's what college kids were like in america in the 90s like you got that shit with like fucking american pie and dog shit like that yeah so but okay so wes craven enhanced all the actors performances by having roger jackson who is a scary voice man actually yelling at them on the phone when they were talking in the film in fact because the phone was hooked up to allow these calls to go ahead when Drew Barrymore dialed 911 at the beginning, someone had forgotten to unplug the phone, which resulted in 911 operators listening to Drew Barrymore acting, which was probably a nice treat in the middle of a tough shift. Or they thought someone was being killed as they listened and they needed therapy for a few years. Either way, you wouldn't forget, would you? No, that's fucking good. If you find out it was actually Drew Barrymore, yeah, I think, wow. Oh. Because they record them as well, so you'd think, "Wow, well, well, I'll get this recording tape." Yeah, tell you, tell your grandkids. <laughs> Just play them the, uh, the the audio of a woman being murdered. Yeah, this is so. Drew Barrymore, though. Yeah, actress. Five minutes after this audio was taken, she was stabbed in the tit to get to the heart. Yeah, exactly. Right in both tits, and then hung. Roger Jackson actually did such a, a good job with the voice that he wasn't dubbed over as was originally intended. They were just going to have him as a placeholder and then dub over. Oh.
1: But then well, got... I'm glad they
0: didn't. Yeah. It is a, it is a good, nice, gross-faced voice. Yeah. Um, Skeet Ulrich was cast because he had a resemblance to Johnny Depp and Ooh, yeah. Johnny Depp was uh uh the main uh Johnny Depp's debut was in Friday the 13th no I... uh Nightmare on Elm Street sorry yeah fucking hell that's embarrassing cut that bit out <laughs> no I, but yeah such worse stuff <laughs> yeah that's true so they cast him for the for the resemblance so it was like uh he does resemble in Johnny this. Depp yeah, so he's in this scream, and then Johnny was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I didn't realize until you just said it. I'm like, yeah, he does He does look a lot like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Half a point, though, I'd say for performance. Yes, half a point. That's two and a half points. And Next up that is. Half a point is wrestling, resting firmly on Drew Barrymore's shoulders. Absolutely,
1: 100%. I bet
0: her back is hurting carrying in this film. Next up. Musical score and sound effects. So, I'm going to try the... I think it's Italian again. This, uh, <laughs> apparently, oh, okay. It's all Italian. <laughs> Marco Beltrami. <laughs> Although it could just be Marco Beltrami. Or in America, it would be Marco Beltrami. It just could be Mark. Marky Mark did the score. <laughs> a fine job of it. He avoided traditional horror styles and took inspiration from the legend uh, Ennio Morricone. Yes, (laughs) legend. Anywho, yeah, uh, the script writer Kevin Williams, so uh, I don't think that one is accented at all, listened to the (laughs) Halloween soundtrack while writing the script and parts of that soundtrack are dotted into the film. And lots of Halloween Hints. What do you call them? Yeah, little, little, uh, tasters. Splodgers, painted of Halloween, are painted into the canvas of this film. Yeah, homages. That's the one. Homage. Like um, fromage, but homage. Yes. Mm. I'm going half a point again though. Okay, half point. That's up to three then. Whew. It's big. Right. And I am taking on board what you said last week about being, uh, straight. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Three, three, three. Right. Last up is the overall experience. So what are we on? Three? Three out of five. What are you saying Fourth. then? Three out of five. Is that what you're saying? Uh, or are you just wanting to do an accent? <laughs> I was just trying to do an accent. <laughs> is um, that an Irish accent you were attempting? Yes. And you are Irish. Uh, R- yes, heritage, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to point out how it you should be. I was doing a Southern, not Northern. Uh, okay. Tree out of five. <laughs> well, how would a Northern Irishman say that? Three out of five, minute boy! <laughs> Three out of five! Hang on. Wow didn't know Danny Dyer was Northern Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to give it? You... Well, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to enjoy it. It's very long. Two hours, two hours, three minutes too long for me. In my personal. Maybe I'm excited to watch number two because I've not watched that again for years. Hopefully that might be a little bit better. It might be a little bit shitter. But I would, I'm would, i going to leave it, me personally going to leave it at three. I'm going to give it a half. Okay. So it's three and a half out of five. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that is. I think uh, before we decided to be strict, I would have given it one. And it would have been a four. Yeah. But I'm being strict, so I'm going to give it a three and a half. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... I feel, dirty, I feel dirty though doing it I feel dirty though yeah. doing it I feel like I've betrayed one of my favourite films well big it up a bit more then if you want to big it up a bit more Nope, 3.5 out of 5 three we're tough to please <laughs> oh it's time for my next film choice right exciting uh, I- I'm nervous about this Right, because you can't read it, or because of the film? It's controversial. Oh, okay. It's what I call a Marmite film. Some people seem to love it. Some people seem to hate it. Some people right, might okay. not even class it as horror. But oh. I have an, an argument to defend it as being okay for this podcast. Uh, right, okay. Uh, especially, uh, especially since the juice. Already, you're not filling me with confidence here. And I'm afraid it's a long film. <laughs> but okay, I think you're going to watch time. it anyway. You may have already watched it. All anyway. right, give us the time. Give us the time, though. Let's have a, a, How long is it? 148 minutes. 148 minutes, which is two hours. And 18. Two hours, something? Two hours, eight minutes. 18. Two hours, 18 minutes. Yeah, that's right. It. Up me. 120. Oh, no. Two hours 28. <laughs> two hours 28. Two and a half hours. Minutes. Basically. Oh, okay. 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 Of course. Is this is a heavy hitter. <sighs> I, I, I'm going to give something away if I say any more. Okay. So we'll right, talk okay. about it in a minute once you've got it or don't get it. Okay. 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 I don't think I'm going to get it. I don't think you're going to want to do it. But I might be wrong. Okay. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. It's Army of... of the Dead. Yes. <laughs> God, I hate it when you get it so quick. Can I finish reading it, please? <laughs> you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Army of the Dead just came out like a week ago. So I've yeah. got... Gone... The reason I think it it's an action-crime-horror thing, it's a blend. But it's got zombies. Yeah. It's got some gore. I've watched it. I've already got opinions. I'm not entirely sure what I... they are exactly. I've not seen it. I've been reading I've some hear... reviews. It's definitely got the the pot stirred. <laughs> I hear a lot of people banging on about it and saying it's good, but I've not watched it yet because it's two hours and twenty eight minutes. That's a long. That's a long film. You've got to commit. So yeah, I, I the only other film like that I want to commit to is the fucking Shining. Yep. So, Alright, oh, yeah, well actually, we're gonna watch it this weekend. So it was, it's on, it's on the cards anyway. So yeah, well that works out right for you then. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I do think you'll watch it. There's bits where I watch it, going, oh, this is definitely a bit horror, and other bits where I'm like, this isn't, this is a bloody Hollywood action thing. And then there's, it's, yeah, some stuff you'll really like, and some stuff will rile you right up. And I don't know. Even now, I really liked it and I really didn't like it at the same time. Now, you know, I'm a stern critic when it comes to zombies. Yes. So, you know, I fancy myself a bit of an expert when it comes to uh, surviving the zombie apocalypse. So I'm interested to see what this is about. Uh, All I'll say is it mixes it up a bit and I don't know if it's a good thing. Do you think I um, look like a bit like Holly from Red Dwarf now? Because everything around there. you is so dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's just my head. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm glad I got it there in, what, four or five words? <laughs> yeah. Even though I've not seen the film. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. I'm having that. I'm taking that on I'm taking that to the fucking grave. <laughs> <laughs> Well, With about 50 other zombies. Come well, on, you cunts. <laughs> honestly, it it seems some people are just really not into it. Some people seem really into it. I'm divided. Because I think it is what it is. Just when you watch it, just think, this is what it is. It's, take it seriously. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, Jimmy, it's time for our newest section. We're going to play some music from a band. Who have we got this week? South Coast horror punk rockers Idle Bones with their banging track, Dead Dancing Girl.
1: Design, but she just carries on, daunting, daunting girl. So, I know where that she has to stop. She decides to stay awake before it's over. Her sorrow, as she sings, would be her last breath. The terror that she sees while she's just staring at me.
0: Dead Dancing Girl by Idle Bones is a cracker of a song and if you want more you can find them on Spotify and Prime Music as well as other streaming services or you can check out their Bandcamp by visiting idlebones.bandcamp.com, where you can get their lovely music and merch. A new album is currently in production and will be creeping out of its grave in the near future. As for the Madhouse, don't forget to subscribe to the Madhouse Podcast on your favourite podcast app, iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Email Jimmy your favourite limerick to There was a girl called Regina who stopped you at hervagina.com. <laughs> Jimmy and myself will see you in a fortnight for our next episode on Army of the Dead. Yeah! I, I got to see you pretend to suck a date, so it was worth it.